Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Jules Gill. Hello. Hello, and James Douse. Oh, hello there. Hello, shaking things up for once this week because we're all playing the Elden Ring. Now, I don't necessarily want to make the whole show about Elden Ring, but we'll see how we go. To be honest, it is pretty brilliant. Um, we've already done a video on it. We've done, me and Josh did a podcast on it on Monday. And no doubt me and Jules will do some more stuff on the Untitled Banter Pod on Friday. Yes, Because it's just that big of a deal. Um, but at the same time, you know, it is selling ridiculously well. So I think it is worth uh, focusing on it a little bit. I know you guys, uh, Jules, you're like 20 hours in or something. I am so deep in the smell ring how deep is. are you oh i think is i can't actually say for fear of uh ruining it for some other players but <laughs> let's just say i'm in another world oh we'll see oh, funnily oh, enough okay. if i'm passing that as a spoiler i spoiled that on monday i went down <laughs> underneath the map and i found the whole oh, other when thing. that happened yeah. oh wait wait wait, 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 wait. We've got to look at james's face we are trying to i am not that far through. <laughs> okay right, okay so don't ruin anything more scott we're gonna have no, to no. Go, we're gonna have to tread uh carefully around this uh this <laughs> locus of grace right it is here that thing is james towns <laughs> It's a thing because um, it's like, how do you what do you class as a spoiler with this game? And so, like me and Josh kind of came down on like, well, if it's something that you'd rather see yourself, then we'll class that as a spoiler. So there are there's way more to the underworld overall in Elden Ring, um, unless you're yeah. classing the fact that it exists as a spoiler, which I could see the argument for. But I think that there's so much in this game. I had a thing last night where I found another map fragment, and I've already found about three or four, so the map's yeah. quite big. I found another one, and it just doubled the whole size of everything so yeah. far. So I was yeah. like. How big is this game? Like, it's yeah. kind of ludicrous. Um, Dallas, what's your what's been your thoughts so far? Because I know this is your first uh, FromSoft game. So how are you how are you finding yes. it? So I've, as I say, I've never played a Dark Souls, a Demon Souls. I knew the difficulty uh, was there, mm. and the second I turned the game on, I realised that the difficulty was there because you face that tree sentinel man with a yes, absolutely outside of the, the main gate. She goes like, <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, there's some little animals around the side here that you can have. I am an absolute hard nut. <laughs> so don't even don't even try and mess with me. I tried yet. stealth killing him, like I was hiding in the bush, just waiting for him, and then eventually I got one hit on him, and he just flattened <laughs> yeah. me again. Yeah. it's incredible like it really is very very tough and it really tests you as mm -hmm. like a gamer really to see how good you actually are mm -hmm. and then um as i say i don't want to spoil it but the first boss uh margaret or whatever it's mm -hmm. called large margaret. Good <laughs> yeah. Lord. that was like but the thing is 
it got me on the edge of my sofa so excited to be like, oh, one more go, one more go, one more <laughs> yeah, go. And I've yeah. not had that excitement in a game in so long. Right. I just, I'm, I'm already, I'm giddy now to go back on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's that- such a nice feeling. James has actually highlighted uh, a key part of what makes Elden Ring so special and very yeah. different to the Dark Souls, Demons, Souls, and obviously the Bloodborne, Sekiro stuff, is the fact that the reason you were so excited to get back in there is because how the game, uh, one, fra- uh, frames that entire boss fight as like mm-hmm. the first big challenge. It's very yeah. epic with the huge castle in the background, so you obviously know what you're going to unlock by defeating him. Mm-hmm. But... Also, the fact that the bonfire or the respawn point is so close to the fog gate, yes. yep. you feel like, oh, oh, uh, one death one here, one death there, I can keep going. And that, hmm. they've, inca- they've had a problem, and I will call it a problem, that some of the bonfire runs to the bosses in previous Dark Souls games were too long. They were too oh, arduous, yeah, and they yeah, were yeah. there just to frustrate you. And as many people will say, oh, it's all about like learning the enemies along the path and which to avoid and which to engage, it's... It is detrimental to the fun of the experience to have to run past the same five people and spend 15 minutes getting to somewhere to learn a, t- a new pattern to mm-hmm. die. Like, that's not as yeah. fun as it sounds on paper. Oh, but no, here, I, like the sort of go, 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 go is perfect. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that they've like, because it was interesting, I mentioned this on Monday's pod, but like Miyazaki said going into this, that they've made it less frustrating, but it's still challenging. It's still going to be stressful, yep. but it's less cheap. And it's like, it is a very fine line to walk, but like, I know I, at no point did I feel like I was hard done by in a way that I felt in past FromSoft stuff where like, yeah. I'm always learning in this. And everyone always says, oh, it's tough, but fair in Dark Souls games. But all of us, if you play Dark Souls games, you've had a dick death. You've had something yeah. <laughs> that's just stabbed you through a wall or pushed you off a cliff or whatever it is. And it's some of these things can't happen in Elden Ring, but I feel like overall it's a it's a fairer game, let's say, um, yeah. like in terms of the way that you drink it all in. Do you think it's because yeah. of the open world nature of it? It allows you to mm. go, if you hit a brick wall, you think, right, okay, I just don't have to just hammer my head against distance for like 20 to 30 hours just trying mm. to get past this one boss. I can go somewhere else, find well, something, should, um... find a challenge that is actually reflective of my skills mm-hmm. and start bigging up and finding your character's personal growth, mm-hmm. as it were. Mm-hmm. We should talk about that stuff because um, like waypointing is, they handle it really interestingly in this where you sort of like, you save at one of the bonfires, they're called like a point of grace or whatever it's called. Yeah. And then mm. it vaguely tells you, it's like, well, the next thing you need to do is over here somewhere. And it just points mm. you in yeah. a vague direction with a beam of light that fades out. And it's up to you to just sort of wander in that direction when you're ready. And hopefully you'll find the next bonfire thing if you walk enough in yeah. that direction. But Jules, I know that you prioritize picking directions that weren't that, like where you're quote unquote supposed to go. So what have you kind of found and how have you been leveling up and, and all that kind yeah, of okay. thing? So I started off by spending a lot of time just out in the wilderness hunting after I got the crafting ability mm. to uh, sort of like uh, make stuff with my bow and just go around just checking out the local wildlife. And that mm. led me to explore different like little mini caves and mini dungeons with stuff like that. And because I beat the uh, the guardians, I won't call them like full on bosses, the sub bosses. The big boss, oh, sorry, the big giant fellas. Yeah, like things like that, like very easily after mm. a while, you're like, okay, cool, I can take them down. So you go downstairs, you find like other... Um, uh, little mini dungeons that have extra rewards and then mm. i started like finding stuff that the game wasn't telling me about like i found uh new talismans i found mm. um new things for like like they were for the uh, what's called the physics Is that oh, you, yeah you get like a physics it's called it's it's spelled like, weirdly I like, with like yeah, a I'm k trying, for, trying yeah. not to ruin it for james in case he hasn't found it but you'll find like, like almost like orbs that have mm. no function for you until you find another item in the yes. game and when you do you're like oh okay. this is a game-changing feature because it allows you to have you played the witcher yeah yeah 
like you know you used to like drink potions and stuff before you go into battle and it would buff you up it is exactly that mm, feature okay. it allows you to buff your character before you go into a fight so it allows you to like mitigate a lot of the damage the and then i found like, like more mm. spirits to like summon i found other things to call in help i was like mm. oh this stuff here every bit that i go off and explore is making the main narrative that much easier because it's like mm. oh I feel like I'm overpowered in some places. Because where do you guys come down on that side of it where it's like, you know, you could, there's in Dark Souls 2, like Dark Souls 2 was sort of known for, at the very beginning, you're in this place called Medulla. I know you won't know what this is, Dallas, but a lot of people who like played Dark Souls 2, it was very easy to wander off into the first main area and not even talk to the person that gives you the healing item, the Estus Flask, the ability to level up. It was very possible to completely F yourself in that game. And I think that mm -hmm. in a way, Elden Ring has a version of that. I mean, that you don't even have to talk to that first guy that's outside the starting area. You can just wander off in a different direction and things like the summons like Jules has mentioned the physics stuff and um, you know like the uh, the different talismans the ashes of war like ways things that you almost arguably fundamentally need um to get through at least get through with a degree of enjoyability that isn't yeah. an endurance run and um, you can miss all those things where do you guys come down or i guess Dallas, where do you come down on the idea that you can miss those things and how have you found like i guess the level of comfort or tutorialization across the game uh i felt like i was thrown in the deep end like <laughs> i really don't Flashing i really around. don't understand how these games work because mm -hmm. i've never learned so i spent the first two days or so not looking at anything online just went for it just figured out what i could do mm -hmm. and then i read a guide and not like oh! a proper guide it was no not a proper not a proper, no, don't, proper guide. don't guide shame him no 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 <laughs> just hear me out hear me out hear me out no I'm i just typed in it. What the hell do I do? I just type that in. <laughs> just and Google then, save me. Uh, yeah, what do I do? And then it said, oh, yeah, by the way, at the intro, if you literally just turn left, there's a chest there. We can get a sort whatever, for example. I was mm -hmm. like, really? I never knew that. <laughs> and it turns out because that that's instilled in both of your minds, you know to look for things like that. <laughs> Kind of. The thing is, in this though, if you if you go like, let's say you go the other way, like you come out of the starting area and you do a 180 and go to the place behind you, there's an island off the shore um, that you can get to if you go through a dark. I finally went there last night. You've got to get have, have a, I need to have a light source on you to get through a dark cave to get to that place and then fight a creature, which I saw people on Twitter saying that was the real first boss because that's the one that's closest to you. But that thing is way more furious than yeah. large marges. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, what I'm saying is the more you explore, you can find cool stuff, but you might also yep. stumble upon something that'll just rip you in half because it's attacking 10 times faster yeah well like you said with jules when he was when you said jules that we, you was going where the grace was telling you to go you was going in a different direction yeah i was following where <laughs> the grace was telling me to go right because i didn't know it i think other. a lot of people have done that yeah yeah uh, so it led me straight to Margaret, and then when i yeah. got there he absolutely destroyed me and then i <laughs> then decided to explore after that mm -hmm. and that's when i realized oh this is what the game is i can explore millions of things yeah mm -hmm. I tell you what I yeah. love the most about this game so much is that uh, there's like emergent storytelling just around. Like it's not on the levels of sort of like your Skyrims with all these people having naturalistic conversations and stuff mm. like that. But it's like that feeling of going uh, out from the starting point to the east and mm. along the main road, you'll encounter a procession of like uh, a big uh, funeral cart being pulled by two giants, a yes. throng of like people behind it. Yep. And I just, I just sat there on top of a mountain and I watched it and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to attack this. I'm going to see where it goes. And I followed it for absolutely ages. And I was having the time of my life. Does it actually watching... do anything? Well, I didn't actually no, get to it. The just end because... yeah, it just carries on. Yeah, it just carries on. I got very sidetracked because um, a massive bear came out of a forest near where have I was. Have you fought that thing? That big <laughs> I have sloth I have bear thing? Uh, the bear. Yeah. I yeah. thought I would just prod that thing in the thighs and it immediately whipped around and killed me in one hit. And I was like, well, all right then. 
it scared the absolute piss out of me because like I saw it over in the distance. I was like, ah, no, it's, it's not going to attack us. It's mm-hmm. like clearly just bound within the confines of that wood. Oh no, it came straight out. <laughs> Baloo was having a word. The thing that I, over. I do absolutely love that a test. Cause the thing is, if you played old or, or any Soulsborne game, it's always that thing of, a, a, you know, realizing that enemies have certain zones to them and usually their AI, they'll sprint after you to a point and then they'll have to stop and they sort of like sidle around the zone that they've got to. <laughs> they walk back like, God, they yeah. Walk, yeah, exactly. Cause they're like, well, I can't go any further, but I do want to fight you. And so you sometimes you, I've, I've loved experimenting with that or, or seeing like, you know, like if I go through this door, can this giant enemy get through it? And sometimes you'll get it where they've actually got crouch animations where they'll just come in after you and it's like, oh God, okay, I'm just in this room with this thing now. Um, but yeah. also you can also kind of gamify it a little bit that way too. Have you guys ever, um, if you got to the level where you experience pure unadulterated panic when you're riding torrent, you're, uh-huh. have you got the, you've got the horse yet, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I do. So well, torrent's like, my favorite thing about the game. It's, it's amazing, yeah, it's but the worst feeling is when you're riding along and then all of a sudden you'll start seeing notes from other players on the floor and you're like, okay, what's going on here? You carry on riding and all of a sudden torrent disappears and you're like, oh no, what's going well, on? Well, him disappear. When he disappears, it means that you're going to be invaded or locked into something yeah. in like a certain area and man, that, that level of tension, like, where's it going to be? Where's it, where's it gonna be? Funnily enough, <laughs> talking about um, key things you can miss, uh, I don't have one of the key multiplayer items, so I can't summon people in. Like, I can do the thing. Yeah, but you don't have the, the furled finger thing. I've got, well, it's, yeah, it's weird. Right. Okay. So I, I well, I've got, a, I've got, I have, I've had a couple of the things where you ping the item and then, and then different summon signs appear around you, which mm-hmm. I think is the main way to summon people in. But you can also do yeah. that thing where you use it's like a T-shaped item, and that just pings the um, the nearby marker oh, summoning statues. pool, summoning pools. Yeah. And so, but there's something that I read about last night where you can do something that then populates the specific summoning pool area uh, with points to summon or something like that. It feels like I'm missing something because I've kind of got, mm. I've got two ways of interacting with other players, but not a direct thing to get them in so I yeah th- i find that there is like the only weird thing about elden ring is that as we've been discussing about having to go off to find the items that make the main quest easier mm. i do find mm-hmm. that if you just plow straight on with the main quest you're actually going to miss out so much of this game yeah. oh yeah you might actually like you're not going to complete quest lines i can guarantee you that because there's a few mm. which tell you say like oh you need to be here have spoken to that guy there mm. uh, then to summon this person over here yeah like um when you got to margaret did you guys summon anyone to help you out i yes. did the oh i did the first Boom. two fight because i always try and see if i can do it myself yeah, and then after a while i was like i'm gonna just oh. have fun oh no sorry no i beat margaret second time myself it was godric that i summoned for yeah. right okay so yeah. with the with the summon things there did you use a spirit or did you use a summon james i used the wolf spirit and i also brought great Roger boys by the way was called <laughs> yeah. yeah is yeah, that the, the sorcerer Yes. Was he called uh, Roger? Uh, Roger, I think is like... Roger. <laughs> Roger. Um, That's uh, awesome though. I've got like a giant flying poisonous jellyfish that helps me in the second I love market the, the fight. jellyfish yeah. Is, yeah. is the best. Because Poison damage speak- continues to be the thing in a FromSoft game. Mm-hmm. Oh no, bl- no, blood damage. Blood loss yeah? is the one. Man. That's it true is, as well. It is bonkers broken <laughs> at the moment. Like I got a pair of daggers uh, that allows... That is, ridiculously quick blood loss because yeah. obviously you're attacking the quickest in the game mm. i've also got this thing which is like um uh the summon that i pulled in for margaret was the woman with the hook claws and she uh, is devastating. i've not even got that she, all i've got is she, the she, wolves she, and the jellyfish she, she attacked yeah, him like four times and half his health bar went and i was like <laughs> well i guess i'm having an easy ride today <laughs> i do love the the fact that they can because the thing is in souls the reason one of the reasons you would summon is to just draw aggro from a boss yeah and i like that they've got a little sort of half step measure of that you can just summon ai stuff in but mm-hmm. it's quite mm-hmm. geographically dependent like sometimes you'll see the symbol just disappear and um, because you can't yeah. summon them all the time you can't do it indoors you can only do it in certain areas in the world but i do love doing it as much as possible 
What I absolutely love, though, is that there's obviously, whenever a, um, a From Software game comes out, the discussion of accessibility and difficulty settings comes up and how mm. From Software have always been like, this is the Dark Souls experience. You either love it or hate it. We're not, we're not catering for it. Um, mm. There are a few ways to mitigate some of the challenge, but it is going to be punishing. Here, loads of people are just saying like, oh, Elden Ring is too easy. Elden Ring is this, mm. Elden Ring is that. And it's like, no, no, no. You can still choose your own difficulty setting by yep. ignoring the items that we've been talking about, mm. ignoring the summoning, ignoring using certain things. Because I went up against Margaret a fair few times before uh, I called in a summon. Whooped my ass. Like I just wasn't right. ready for it mm. at that time. And my character was getting like one shot, two shots. Whereas I'd like, spent okay, like 12 hours exploring the world. I came in, I was doing a decent amount of damage. Yeah. And then I didn't find the Margaret fight too bad, but the Godric fight absolutely flattened me. Um, especially that thing's second phase, um, which is just ridiculous. But I don't feel bad about calling in the summons, the spirits no. or whatever, because the fact that I want this challenge to be something that I am enjoying. I don't want to be yep. like, I'll save that for my second run mm. where I'm going to say like, okay, no spirits challenge, no weapons mm -hmm. uh, up mm -hmm. leveling up challenge, like whatever. But I like that there's a sense of granularity to this experience mm. that I feel was missing from the previous Dark Souls uh, well, It was always game. that thing of like pasting you into the floor and then you had to slowly overcome it, which is what mm -hmm. made the series such a big deal. But I think they've kind of, you know, played around with that over time. And I, I don't, it doesn't need to be constantly aggressively oppressive. Like you can give the player some things to turn the tide and that can feel incredible. You're still overcoming a series of incredible challenges. Like it still feels awesome when you do that stuff. It doesn't feel like a cakewalk or anything, but um yeah, I mean, I, I like how much they've sort of streamlined stuff. You can tell the different games that they're bringing in. like, And it, mm -hmm. it's just so much snappier, and it just feels like this nice evolution of everything that they've done before. Um, what do you guys what, think of all the... What do you think of... Sorry, Scott. What do you think no, no. about the torrent compared to, like, Dark Souls and stuff not having that? What is it, a horse-deer mm. thing? What it, was it like uh, not having that creature in the old games compared to having it in this one? Well, well I some... guess you wouldn't need it, would you? Because the, the other games weren't open world in mm. this sense. They were, were like, okay. level... They were kind of... Like giant dungeons. Kind of yeah, yeah, it was like a big sort of like a hub system, effectively. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. 
For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. I, but I tell you what, being on Torrent, it does make the game very easy in certain areas. I was going to say, if you cheese any bosses yeah. and just go yes. bang, 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 yes. like especially when you can drag your sword along the ground and just swipe up. I mean, it just looks so cool. As I, that's well. the thing <laughs> for me. Like I, I've, I said to Josh, like I think that the um, the horseback stuff makes and breaks the game simultaneously. Like I, I love the feeling of it. I love like though because there was that boss in Sekiro that just flattened you that was on horseback, and so yeah. whenever you get to do that now, it's like, well, how does it feel? Like you can just flatten stuff, and it's great. <laughs> But doesn't it feel a little bit like um, how when Sekiro gave you the grapple arm, it was kind right. of like allowing you to escape combat to fight on mm. your terms. And a lot of people were like, oh, mm. it does make the game a lot easier. But mm. I genuinely thought it just added more tactical, uh, tactical well, I do like um, the, elements to the combat. You have to burn a health flask to resummon Torrent if he dies. Yes. So like you can only do that yeah. so many times in a, in a really hard fight. Um, but I do like, I just like the options that it gives you. Like I love that all the, yeah. um, the different abilities work on, most of the, the um, Ashes of War abilities work on horseback. So mm -hmm. you can do magic magic arrows off the back of it and stuff and it just looks like yeah. a really cool shadow of the colossus style fight yeah um, for me it makes the game like i think the opening of it is dark souls 101 and it's not until you get torrent um that it makes your mentality shift of like oh i can actually kind of go anywhere and double jump up these cliffs and really get out of there yeah. and explore um torrent is the thing that that elevates it for me like i yeah. absolutely yeah. love what it brings to the table I still go when back i was to destroying sorry, that uh, sorry when i was destroying that tree sentinel creature at the beginning mm. all Did i was either doing you guys beat that thing yet yeah, I did it last night. Nice. Same yeah, but literally, night, yeah. all on torrent, I just go past, swipe, run away, and then <laughs> yeah. come back, and then swipe, and then run away. And then Get him stuck amongst the trees, hour. idiot. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is very much, for me, just running away. That is all torrent gives me. <laughs> the freedom of running. Well, the thing that like is in like it's like a Soulsian mentality is like uh, it's not get don't get greedy. Like the mm. second that mm -hmm. you try and get too many hits in, most of these games are coded to recognize that you're either button mashing or you're rushing or whatever it is, and then a boss will mm -hmm. just wipe you out in one hit. So sticking and moving, hitting and running is is definitely what you need to foster anyway. Mm -hmm. Which is a real shame for my character at the moment because, like I say, <laughs> blood loss buildup is his thing. So it's like I have to get as many hits on as possible yeah. in order to get to trigger that blood mm -hmm. loss break to do. But once I do, it's nearly like an instant kill for most things. Mm -hmm. But man, there is yeah. a few tense moments where I'm like, get the last hit, get the last hit. We should very quickly talk about um, our builds because I talked about mine yeah. on Monday, but mine's just a samurai build called Dice K. I've got like my bow and arrow. My uh, I did have an Uchi Katana, but I've replaced that with this crazy blood builder, blood strike 
strike blade that I found nice. in the underworld. Um, so I've just been using that. So my guy's kind of like an undead samurai with this like crazy blade that like he hits and spins back from every time he does a hit. So that's my mm. dude. But Mr. James Dows, how are you doing? I have absolutely no idea. What uh, class did you go for? Yeah, what did you, what did there you was, pick? There was a middle one, a right one, and a left one. I That's great. The left one, so wait, that a, was. Wait, there's, there's more than the three. If you've got like keep five going, or six, I think. It's like six. Ah, uh, mate, I just pressed whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, if he went for the middle one, went for Bandit. No, I went Probably. for the one on the left, which was the person with the oh, sword. Oh, just warrior, like a warrior just, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's good. Nah, That's good yeah, for went, a first timer. Yeah. I went for, and then Scott, I, I yeah. saw your tweet saying that you defeated Margaret with that Uchi Gucci Uchi Katana. <laughs> so I used that, and I I found that in the catacombs, right. or wherever you find it, or wherever yeah. you found it. I mine mine started looked, with it, but yeah. Oh, okay. I I looked at a guide and I found out where it was. <laughs> and then I used it and then I beat Margaret. So yeah. I, well, there you go. It's it's the large I'd have never killer. known about that weapon if it wasn't for you. Ah. Or, and vice versa, like other things. I'd have never have learned it. This game, you need a guide. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, do. one of the best things about it is that it, it, it. I saw someone do a tweet of like, it reminds them of what it, what gaming was like before the internet where you had to tell, tell mm. your friends and you you come mm -hmm. in like ready to talk yeah. about something um, in a way that we just like, you do on forum threads and whatever. And we're looking to do this like in this situation, but it is one of those things where you come in going, oh my God, have you, have you seen this yet? Have you tried yeah. this? Yeah. Have you found this weapon? That's like the first time anyone goes through a FromSoft game, like the first a community does as well it's such an incredible feeling like the messages people leave each other like you know summoning mm -hmm. in to help each other knowing that you're helping someone for the first time i just love all that energy like all that stuff is what makes this incredible um jules how is your character build my character build is also a samurai uh, just nice. because i love the decks and the ability to use bows as well uh, at range and i've like i said i've got the dual daggers at the moment i do not mm. believe in blocking i am a pure <laughs> just a pure relentless attack machine because that blood build up and i've got a few talismans that help me buff certain critical strikes and things like that so i'm i'm loving life at the moment i still have my ass absolutely handed to me if an enemy hits me but right. when i hit them i am an absolute glass cannon of damage and i'm <laughs> loving it i really want to get into the the jewel i've not found anything i can dual wield yet all my stuff's been great swords but unless i can maybe dual wield the uji katana but i need to find something you else can't for it. yeah you can't eh. dual wield with that well eh, you, i did you find i think you can Okay, you can I did find you can a... wield any weapon, as it were, but you can't right. have like they, they usually don't drop two of the same. Actually, they? yeah, they might yeah. have done the Dark Souls three thing where if your strength is high enough, you can maybe dual wield the great swords. I, I've oh, seen someone had a, the moonlight oh. green sword in one hand and then something else in the other. So I think it is possible. It's just you need to get the stats up enough. But um, but yeah, overall though, Elden Ring Incredible. We'll clearly be talking about it a hell of a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so I guess apologies for people who aren't on the Elden Ring train. It's just that it's the biggest train in town right now. So even if we're not, even if you're not on it, you're watching it go past and very much acknowledging it. But there are other things going on in the gaming industry that I thought we should just talk about a little bit, um, which is something that me and Josh did a news video on yesterday, which is uh, Sony's Game Pass equivalent has been detailed a lot more. Um, okay. And the main thing I want to talk about is the fact that the there's three tiers that have been leaked for it. Um, it's PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Plus Elite, and PlayStation Plus Premium um, at um, $10, $13, and $16 a piece. And the PlayStation Plus Premium being the top tier thing that you can opt into gives you a library of PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, and PlayStation PlayStation P games um, that you can have access to. And apparently they're going to be announcing this at a state of play uh, this month. Um, if we're in March, are we in March yet? We are yes. in March as, we of, are, today. as of today. Slash I just tomorrow when this never goes out. Somebody call it PlayStation P. <laughs> what? <laughs> PlayStation Plus. Play I think my microphone, Carl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you meant PSP. Did you not? 
A PlayStation, well, yeah, PSP games, like PS1, PS2, PS3, PSP. <laughs> I, I, for one, resent PlayStation P, I'm just saying. It's, uh, but yeah, overall, this seems to be the thing that they're doing to try and get people across to their version of Game Pass, or at least be a one hell of a um, value proposition. So I wanted to put it out to you guys. What do you guys think of the idea of them sort of leaning on past generation stuff uh, in a way that assumedly is going to be more than what Xbox are doing? Like, you can get 360 games, you can get original Xbox, but they, it sounds like they're going to be literally going for the players this is old school stuff if you want a playstation 2 yeah. library etc um what do you guys think of all that stuff i've Out totally curiosity mm. are they being streamed like um so streaming is? streaming is only in the top tier so if you get playstation plus premium then yes you have access to the gaikai streaming but they've okay. like you know this is all from leaked report stuff so nothing's been said in regards to um you know if you can just stream a ps2 game or not but streaming itself right. as an access as something you have access to is only in the top tier anyway right I was just thinking like PlayStation Now when you could only play PS2 and 3 games via mm. streaming. I yes. wondered if you could actually install the games onto your PS5 properly installed. I would hope so. The, the middle tier for this, PlayStation Plus Elite, is the one that gives you access to the what is now the PlayStation Now library, but that will right. apparently be downloadable going forward because they need to sell that as the Game Pass equivalent stuff. Um, okay. okay. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be weird. I think that the way that they need to split it is, like, it lets them contend with Game Pass, but then they can also kind of maintain um, their £70 premium price point stuff for, like, mm -hmm. Horizon, God of War, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But if you opt into the top tier, um, yeah, you get all these old back catalogue games. You get game trials for the newest games. You get timed access to stuff and streaming mm -hmm. and everything else. But in terms of legacy content, it's like, is that a big enough pull? Basically, would you pay 16-odd pounds to play old stuff again? I, I would. Mean, Personally, I would because there's so many titles that I know what I would love to play again mm. and have them all on one space. Uh, I think that James raises a good point in the fact that if they aren't downloadable, then we might see eventually what would happen with the uh, the Wii U store closing down recently mm. or the 3DS store, I believe it was, yes. uh, where you lose access to all of your digital titles. Like yeah. it proves above all else that you do not own your video games if you buy digital, which oh, is yeah. never yeah. a great thing unless you can install them onto a hard drive at some point. Mm -hmm. um, so... I would say that if that is a case, I'm very prepared to pay for it. However, it comes with the caveat of, is it only going to be Sony first party video games? That's or the have crux. they worked yeah. out stuff? Because mm -hmm. let's face it, the amount of video games that we could probably list uh, from our childhoods that are PlayStation 1, 2, and 3 games, they probably aren't Sony exclusive games mm. outside no. of the core few. They're majority yeah. just amazing games that happen to be on those consoles. Mm -hmm. James Dallas, what would you, would you pay this moolah? Uh, you, well, unfortunately, I pay for the Nintendo expansion pass, so I think Same. I'm stupid with my money anyway. So I'll probably, <laughs> I need Banjo Kazooie and Operation Windback. I don't know about you, but where else you are you going to get it? There is a big a lot problem of money though for that. Because like uh, all of this totaling up with your Netflix subscription, with your Disney yeah. Plus one, with this, with that, with that, like how much are we actually paying per month on streaming services? It's mm. going to start totaling into the hundreds of pounds at some point. It's going to be I so, weird, man. I'm only hoping that people move from Games Pass to their version like i don't think many people will have both i think there is they're trying to get rid of the audience from xbox are they well not? i guess that's the thing i mean it was one of the biggest like it's weird because xbox have had to lean on game pass so much because they don't have the exclusive pull they don't really have the optics yeah. of hey come to xbox to play this it's more come mm -hmm. to xbox to get this big archive and value for money and whenever someone asks me who's like more of a casual gamer which console should i get i always point them towards right now i point them towards xbox unless you specifically mm -hmm. want those exclusives because sheer value for money it just is there so i think it depends um how big that playstation now library is 
And then I guess if they throw in the back and pad stuff or the legacy stuff as well, and you can stream early access to the top tier titles for a few weeks or whatever it is, then that's a hell of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, the market share is there for the PlayStation. So maybe, maybe they're going for the kill and they want to pull people across. Um, mm-hmm. It just depends, I guess, how much they can match it. They definitely have a legacy catalog that um, Xbox don't have. Unless we get mm-hmm. into this weird space where both Game Pass and whatever PlayStation thing is called, it turns into a bunch of third-party deals. Because mm-hmm. like Jules said, it's like, you know, a lot of the fa- our favorite games, like Soul Reaver, what, Resident Evil, whatever, mm-hmm. they're going to have to go to those third parties and just be like, well, we want to feature you for a month on this service, or we want to pay for you to be on this service. And then I wonder if they then go, well, so does the competition. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, and we end up with a possible thing where it's only available for a limited amount of time. Like, That's what I would remember assume the happens, absolute, yeah. like uh, The horror show that was uh, the Mario All-Stars 3D collection where <laughs> it was only available for like a limited amount of time. If we end up yeah. having, oh, you can only buy the Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3 pack on this PS Plus subscription thing mm. for three months, uh, then I don't know. It, it's, it's utilizing mm. nostalgia in a way that I don't appreciate. And I don't I think do. that we should uh, use FOMO to trade on uh, on game sales. No, true. I, I do wonder though, like in terms of, because the way that Nintendo do it and Nintendo are so backwards and ridiculous with this stuff, but I wonder the idea of saying, you know, something's available for the next month, like it's Resident Evil month and we're, mm-hmm. we're giving you access to every single Resident Evil game for a month. And then they rotate that out. It's Metal Gear Solid month the next month. Does that encourage yeah. you or put you off trying those games out? Like for me, I like the idea of, you know, diving into the original Resident Evil 2 and it, it's weird. Like part of it is the FOMO thing, but it's also yeah. like, you know, maybe it encourages more people to try those titles rather than just here's 500 things and you just get a disney plus style where it's like you never get around to everything problem with that is if you don't like metal gear solid you're not going to subscribe for that month (laughs) it's true i guess you would do it as like a like you would add it on as well as some bulk of titles that also justifies the price but um what what games would you guys want on like absolute dream titles to put on mine's def jam which funnily enough i saw ice t tweeting about um, really last couple of days he was like i'll bring (laughs) this because he was like in uh fight for new york and um he was like i'll bring this back it'll blow up again and obviously that's been retweeted quite a lot but yeah in the words of ice t bring back def jam five new york uh, it's a tough, tough call. Uh, I mean, give me the burnouts while we're on. I'll tell you what, mm. I wouldn't mind playing the old driver games, driver one and yeah. two. Quite fun. They might have uh, aged yeah. hilariously with the way yeah. Tana used to run <laughs> like a stick man. Oh yeah. They were really bad. Actually, the thing that I it. really want is an SSX collection. I feel like SSX yeah. has mm. just disappeared, but if you did SSX yeah. one tricky and three, um, cause you can play three on series X and it's up res and it looks gorgeous, but mm. like you can't get tricky anywhere. It might be quite good if we could get the old Time Splitters collection back on uh, mm. some form as well. well they, See, they, they're on the Xbox now. Yeah, they're they on not? Xbox now. Yeah, and like, yeah um, true. So we probably wouldn't I feel you call the new team that's doing the new Time Splitters, but it mm-hmm. seems that they put Time Splitters 2 and, free, and um, Future Perfect out to like remind people, mm-hmm. like, hey, by the way, it was great for a while. Yeah. So like, you might as well put that stuff out again. <laughs> was that but, not um, THQ Nordic who bought Yeah, it's out. one of the, some like yeah. new Fracture Studio. I think they're made by, uh, or they're, they're staffed by some X-Free Radical mm-hmm. people. Um, but there's also that GoldenEye remake on Xbox that might seem to be stoking the flames of that yeah. side of how shooters used to feel for a little bit. Um, so, so the yeah. weird the weird thing with me with the PlayStation 1 and 2 era was I was but a child during that mm. era. So like all of the games that I played were eight, like usually hand-me-downs from my older brothers, like the Tony Hawks and the Need for Speeds mm-hmm. and the Drivers and whatever. But like the most, the majority of my games were terrible, like Dog's Life that I always say to Jules. <laughs> you always put that. Like, all of these it. like... I don't know. With the bark and the hat game or SpongeBob's latest game, like all these kids' games, yep. which I just think their licenses have just disappeared into thin air. So, like, hey, Toy Story 2, though. 
What a, what well, a game. Was that as well? Oh, yeah. oh, that was a game. That was a great yeah, game. Yeah, that was a game. Um, but like my era was based upon all of these movie tie-in games, which mm. just don't exist anymore, I assume. <laughs> and like your Kingdom Hearts, but that now exists anyway. There's so like a window to bring it back. Yeah. That, yeah, PlayStation has a weird catalogue for me, but I understand the whole catalogue in general. But for me, I want to see but he challenging the chocolate factory of the game. <laughs> give me a bugs life i mean the thing is like i'm curious give me the to be honest give me bugs and taz time busters and give me bugs but yes. lost in time if we're gonna if we're gonna go yep. there but i mean in terms of uh the licensing stuff i think the thing that'll get in the way of a lot of games like the burnouts the def jams and mostly anything ea did um is song licensing because they have to go back and yes. relicense all yep. those songs um which gets is a whole other process than just emulation so i i don't know about that stuff i mean the, the tony hawks pro skater remakes they it took them ages to get that song catalog together and they almost missed two yep. songs until they got near launch and then the record company caved and said oh go on then if it's if everyone else is going to be in it then we should be as well but i i well, yeah i wonder what kind of weird herculean feat it even is to reapproach these games um that yeah. had licensed songs and stuff in but as an overall push i am game for a, a monthly playstation service i just i'm curious what you plug into that and whether it makes people realize how weirdly stuff has aged yeah. uh, whether it's for yeah. the better or not um, and if you do something like a Metal Gear Solid month, if that ends up bringing, you know, like a whole new Metal Gear Solid uh, in or not. Um, last talking point is the fact that um, according to a very well-known leaker who recently um, talked about the Pokemon Sapphire and Violet games ahead of time, and then they were proven right when that game got announced um, over the weekend. Um, they've said that a major Sony franchise is returning in the fourth quarter of 2022, and it's already 70% complete. So I literally just wanted to end on what you guys think that might be. We're talking major Sony franchises. People in the... Um, on the Reddit thread were suggesting Infamous, SOCOM, Jack and Daxa, Metal Gear, mm. Silent Hill. Silent Hill is long overdue. I mean, Silent Hill, I feel mm. like it's everyone is willing it into existence mm. except for yeah. Konami. <laughs> but <laughs> but the same thing is with that, where yeah. the, um, the, the Silent Hill website trademark had lapsed or something, and then um, Konami missed re-upping it, so someone else stole the website or something. Oh, so it's classic. like, they're not really on it when it comes to that. They should be. Yeah. I feel like there's um uh, there's a uh, I don't think that it'll be Sockham, would it? Like that that doesn't mm. feel like I mean would... is there a window for like a third person military shooter? Maybe. I feel like wow, well, are we not kind of done and dusted on that whole front mm. now with like Call of Duty Vanguard being a thing that is just going to perpetuate itself forever more? Like are we just done with war shooters? It's weird not, because like, like 2042 was just such a mess that like Well, yeah, there is that. The thing is I miss mm. third person shooters. I especially miss like Socom was great like all the different tactical breach options yeah, yeah, it you was. had and stuff. Like if you could uncomfort a desert storm like there's there's a window I would say to do that kind of thing. Does like do the division need but... more third party ga uh, third person games. Well, I mean, the person tactical shooters like, would like drill it down. Yeah, but yeah. I know what you mean. The, the Sony formula is like over shoulder, light crafting yeah. components. Here's a workbench. That's a, the the workbench genre is yeah. uh, is very much in in vogue at the minute. But well, um, now they've got Destiny as their first person shooter mm, exclusive. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Well, it's not exclusive. Yeah, I guess it might be at some point in the future if they do something yeah. with it, or it depends what a new IP is. If it's Killzone. Uh, that's boring. Uh, you know what, I mate, don't I'm, want to I'm, I'm going out on a limb and I'm going to say that it's going to be, a, is it Heavenly Sword? We're going to get Heavenly Sword 2. <laughs> Heavenly Sword. It's, it's about out. time. Although yeah. those, those guys are doing Hellblade. Let's see what a uh, tag yeah, on true. Heavenly Sword is the, as the yeah. companion. Um, maybe it's the fabled Jack 4 realistic Jack and Daxter game where he's just, oh, no, a, thank you. just no, an thank actual you. weasel on a man's shoulder. <laughs> nah. just possibly take that. <laughs> <laughs> it was real for a time. It became The Last of Us. But, um, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see uh, what happens for the rest of this month. Now that we 
are in March. Assumedly, this state of play will be coming together. Um, and according to the various leakers, it's a big show. They've got a lot of different things to show off. And uh, whether that's just PlayStation VR 2 or whether it's something like the Game Pass equivalent or whatever uh, comes together. But we'll have to wait and see. For now, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Jules Gill. Thanks for having me. And James Douse. Peace and love. <laughs> and we'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.